Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. This is your escort. Nothing Whitney. Your stepbrother's boyfriend. Uh, do you remember who my escort was? Hey. Hey. When you descend those stairs tomorrow night, everyone there will judge you based on that moment for the rest of your life. This is not like your wedding day. Cotillion only happens once. Now, you already have one strike against you because of the whole Brooklyn misfortune. Add a B-plus escort and on top and top it off with a, mes- a mentor who's known more for her mugshots and topless photos on the beach on the beaches than her. I know for a fact that's the wrong line. <laughs> than, her- <laughs> than her social graces. Okay, you're right, Jenny. You know you shouldn't be caught between Blair and me. It's not fair to you and your on your big night. Big smile. I'm oh, no, smiling. smiling. I'm smiling at you smiling. I love that you're smiling. <laughs> I do too. Oh, oh I, I, I have more to say. You I were, just got so saying? lost in your smile. I, I she could be your de- she could be your de- dementor. Oh my god, oh. so this is Harry Potter. Uh, she could be your mentor. It's fine. <laughs> she can be your dementor. <laughs> she turns into Elvis. Oh. <laughs> how, how selfless. <laughs> Actually, I'm working for Congressman Trip Vanderbilt, and I should get back to that. But you have fun tonight. These are probably the last people in New York who still think you matter. I'm going off. Goes off. Go off. (laughs) Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down season three, episode 10 of Gossip Girl, The Last Days of Disco Stick. But I'm not here by myself. I am here with one of the other members of the Four Dwarves boy band, Brendan Roppel. How are you? Hello. I am your co-host, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, to the Cream Nation. I'm recording live, as always, from the Crematorium. I am your editor-in-chief at Cream Weekly. Thanks for wow. asking how I am. That was really nice of you. Yeah, I don't remember what I usually say to, to welcome you to the podcast. How it's are a, you? It's just not sounded, that. Right? Um, <laughs> um, well, I figured this was per- there's four members of the of the four dwarves boy band that we were introduced to uh, screechy, pitchy, tone deaf and bitchy, of course. Uh, and there's four people, not not to bury the leader, <laughs> but there's four people for the first time on this very podcast. So if you had to pick f- out of the four, which which one of the dwarves do you think you are, Brendan? Um, to- today I'm feeling a little bitchy. <laughs> All right, I think I'm, you can I think take I'm... that one. The other three people here can sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty fucked up, but Brendan. Did I'm not. actually probably the only person that can't sing out here. <laughs> You have to be pitchy. Or maybe and if you're wondering, if you're wondering whose voice that is, yes, we do have a return <laughs> uh, guest from last week. Lita Brillman is back for for the 
a first ever here. We have back-to-back uh, Lita Brillman appearances, and she is catapulted into the f- three-timers club now. Hey, Lita. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm a little weirded out by this podcast because the fourth person is always supposed to be a stranger. <laughs> when you come that on the nice. Lonely Boys that podcast, so say, I'm very yeah. nervous about podcasting with one of my dearest friends. Yeah, Things this is going to gonna... get really awkward. This is going to ruin the friendship. Um, so, Lita, I think you are... Are you stealing Bitchy from Brendan and we're just giving him tone deaf? Yeah, yeah wait. What were the ones that was Pitchy, it's, tone deaf, Bitchy, scree- and what? Screechy. I think I want Screechy. Oh, I, I could be Screechy, you but that be would screechy. be misogynistic if yeah. you guys... <laughs> bitchy is gender neutral. Screechy is explicitly female-coded. You can't take <laughs> Screechy and then accuse us of being misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll take bitchy, Brendan. You're tone deaf. Get over it. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> and we and we do have another first on the Lonely Boys. Our first ever four person podcast. Uh, we have someone here who has uh, never really been a fan of Gossip Girl, but just had to come on to talk about Lady Gaga. It's our resident Lady Gaga super fan slash expert. Please welcome to the podcast for the first time, Joe McMahon. Joe, how are you? Hello. That's gossip. Girl, <laughs> listen, I'm doing good, and I'm happy to take the role of Pitchy. Yeah, as yes, you are I pitchy, think actually. it reflects me. All right, so I'm I'm scratchy. I'm screechy. You're pitchy. Scritchy. Brendan is. <laughs> Brendan is you, you're scratchy. I'm scratchy. You're bitchy. He's pitchy, and you're tone ditchy. Okay. <laughs> <So> who's screech? <laughs> um. So we, another wild episode, and before we get into it, Joe, I, I mentioned you are not much of a Gossip Girl fan, but what is your Gossip Girl history for the people listening? Did you ever give the show a chance? Did you just skip it entirely? What what, what happened? What, how come you're not a big Gossip Girl fan? I gave it a, I gave it like a little bit of a college try. I gave it a prep school try, as in I watched a lot of like the Thanksgiving episodes because mm. for some reason the Thanksgiving episodes are lit. That's what I'm saying. And I mean, I know the highlights. I know like Serena hot, Blair wears headband, (laughs) and Nate is the hottest. Like, I know. You kind of get along. You You won't get Maddie to co sign on that last one. Yeah, no. Nate is not the hottest. Penn Badgley is. He is. Yeah. Like, beady eyed Penn Badgley who's going to stalk me to death or something. Like, why am I supposed to be attracted to that? Like,. Nate oh is God. literally conventionally attractive. But, um, no, like, my besties in high school love this show, and I went to a prep school, so I sort but of, But not like... the same one in Pittsburgh as me, so Joe and I can really give you a 360 view yeah. of wow. prep school. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We went to two different ones. From all angles, girl. So, <laughs> it was just too close to home when it was, like, airing, ah, yes. and... But I did watch this episode when it aired That's because good. I oh. am a little monster. Joe and I didn't watch Gossip Girl when this. I have since gone back and rewatched and watched the whole thing and rewatched it multiple times. But neither of us watched this show. But Joe and I went to our friend Miller's house to watch this when it as it was airing because oh it was important. It was it was Gaga culture. So it's like we I also just... watched like one American Idol episode long after I'd stopped watching American Idol because <laughs> Lady Gaga was exactly. singing Poker Face. You guys were just wherever Gaga was. Yeah, that's what you were watching on TV. That we night. were there. You didn't, you didn't watch shows. You just followed Gaga on cable wherever <laughs> she was. We're modern day deadheads. Yeah. <laughs> Very that. And Joe, based on your uh, limited episodes that you've seen of Gossip Girl, do you have a favorite or least favorite character? Favorite? Yes, definitely. Yes. Not, not going to tell you, just he does. Yes is a really good answer <laughs> to that question. You should yes. move on. Besides Lady Gaga, who is a, a canonically a Gossip Girl character. <sighs> I mean, 
It's gotta be. I mean, she isn't this. She appears a lot in the script of this episode. Does she appear a lot in the episode? No. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that the gay son who's like sad is my favorite. I don't oh. even know. His okay. <laughs> Eric, we love Eric. <laughs> yeah, Eric's just like such a mess, and I love that. Um, He's the I second think... gay person on the Upper East Side. Yeah, second yeah. gay person ever. Of course, Jonathan Whitney <laughs> being the first ever gay person. And also the, Vanessa. The grandson of... And also Vanessa as a favorite? Wow. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the great grandson of Richard Whitney. Wow, that's crazy. We had a big Vanessa episode in this one. Um, Least favorite is definitely Penn fucking Badgley. Oh, no. wow. oh my goodness. Did you see did you see his great hat scarf combo in this episode? <laughs> you know, I did. That that more than anything told you exactly what year it was. <laughs> Not even Gaga singing bad romance. It was that yeah. hat and scarf combo. Still made me laugh every time I saw it. But all right, we some of us have hard outs in this in here. So let, let's get started into the episode. Brendan, it's your time Who to does? shine. Is it me? Uh, no, no, no. It's, no, it's like everyone else. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Brendan. You don't have anywhere to I'll, I'll have a hard out when I come over to your house later. Your mom's <laughs> a reference to an off-pod joke. Yeah. You guys will get it when you subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, the ep- name of this episode is The Last Days of Disco Stick. There's actually not one, but two references in what this, the in hell? this title. So they know just, I'm down. Just, they can't do this to Brendan, me. Brendan, you just need to get one of them. And you know what? If you get two, I'll give you a bonus. <sighs> okay. Say it again. The last days of disco stick. The last days of disco stick. I've got fucking nothing. Jesus Christ! I should really do some work on this before the show. <laughs> um, the last Brandon, days. Do you not know the song "Love Game" by Lady Gaga? Mm, probably not. Wow! <laughs> wow! I like wow. I like Gaga. I don't I don't dive deep on her though. But um, you're a Gossip he, he, Girl fan? He only, he only likes the Olivia Burke version of Love Game, not yeah. the Lady Gaga <laughs> He has the Olivia Burke version on his... The, they did Hillary so dirty. Oh, my God. Hillary, literally, Hillary, phoning in got, Hillary phoning in Love Game is, like, such a good part God, of this episode. God, Hillary Duff is a professional singer, and she was, and... Yeah, she what and is the, bad choice? She and the Dwarves boy band sounded terrible. On, on I want to kiss you. <laughs> Is that how the song is sung? She was over it. And then Screechy and Pitchy come in, and they're just, like, screeching. Um, All right, I'll say the uh, the, the last days of disco is my answer. Brendan, you're correct. Fuck yeah. All right. (laughs) And you... the 1998 film, The Last Days of Disco, and of course the 2008 song, Love Game by Lady It just sounded Gaga. like a real sentence, you... so I was like, I'll, I'll go with the sentence I like how I asked Brendan if he'd never heard the song, Love Game. He said, <laughs> yeah, I've never heard it. It was in the episode that we just watched. <laughs> yeah, never <laughs> heard it. Times. Nope. All right, Brendan. You it was really four a song. For ten, four for ten, hovering around 500, and I, there's an easy stretch coming up at some point, so I think you'll get back into the game. I really all right, I have faith all right. in you. You're pulling for um, me. I, I really am. So... Let's let's get into this episode. Of course, this is the famous Lady Gaga episode, the famous episode after the threesome. And Dan is fresh off his threesome. And this may have been the first time Gossip Girl has made me laugh out loud in the literal first like <laughs> millisecond of the show. Because Dan is strutting down the streets of Love New York. It. But it's so much more than that. There, there's like there's no way I can describe this without understating just how much Dan is feeling himself right now. Like this montage, probably my joke of the episode, to, to steal an accolade from Brendan, maybe my joke of the season so far. He's he's winking at women. He's he, at one point he does a spin move. He salutes someone and says top of the morning. I mean, and, and then 
another spin move and followed by him screaming up top and high-fiving a stranger. Like, this is amazing. Love how Dan is not so holding great. back at all. He's up way he too high says, here. like, Four boobs, Dan Humphreys. <laughs> like, I'm the coolest guy in the world. It's like, oh girls, my god. Boobs, one Dan Humphrey. <laughs> and he's a likable character. Like, what's no. going on? I Dan right. is usually not like this, but uh, Dan is. <laughs> I love to see him like it, but it was just too good to be true. I could tell immediately that this was all going to come crashing down by the end of the episode. Everyone, he's everyone always knew that been a smug bitch. <laughs> yes um serena is on the phone with blair uh she's pleading she she doesn't know what blair saw with her and trip but it's not what she thinks and what what does serena mean like she literally told blair to leave so that she could hang out with her boss at work like what does she mean it's not what she thinks and like uh, they're back and to fighting again after is... telling blair that they had a relationship yeah yeah after telling her that it was exactly what she thought and then saying and then like sending her off like bailing on yeah. their plan so that she could hang out with trip like already they're back to fighting like it sucks that we are already going back to them fighting after the great makeup last episode but i, I can't blame Bill blair at all for this no but no. I, I think Could blair never, just thinks that they never. actually fucked already and serena's just kind of telling the audience like no we didn't do it yet i really want to do it but we didn't quite fuck yet mm-hmm. and blair is jealous because she didn't get to fuck serena. exactly exactly and it was going to happen that night we all saw it coming but yeah unfortunately trip could uh, never care about this plot line with serena like <laughs> oh my god anyone trip, else get like like i don't yeah trip trip has really hitting all of this drama like murderer vibes this episode like his his eye contact is too much for me yes when he gets when he does like the eye contact thing he'll it's do really it like, once an episode where he'll, he'll just get like possessed and like stare so... straight through someone's <laughs> soul god. yeah he's bad at acting because he's a theater actor so he's like doing eye contact to the back of the theater yeah, but it's yeah. like girl there's a camera right in your face right. it's like mm-hmm. to the back of serena's head though like that he's doing the <laughs> eye contact too um so uh, chuck... i don't converse with liars or lewinsky's or lewinsky's yes <laughs> as blair tells chuck while they're doing their their, their mid-afternoon stroll in the park as they do and um, chuck tries to stick up for her. He, he like he's like come on i just got you back to two together like i need i can't have this I falling know. apart again and um so Blair tells Chuck that, uh, you know, she doesn't have time for Serena. She's expanding her army. She's going to Tish for some new recruits. And uh, Paul Hoffman is their leader. And today she's going to secure the alliance with him. I, I got to hand it to Blair. She she never rests. We, she finally has minions. She she has some momentum in the school. And now, she, now she's off to invade Tish for some reason. Yes, the coolest people at college are the theater kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they I do mean, have the I'd most like exclusive parties. So. Yeah, I'd like to think they were the coolest at, at my college. Wait, At we've got. We've gone to. Well, yeah, that's because they go to NYU, which is a school for losers and dorks. Yeah. But <laughs> if you, Joe, we've gone too far into the episode without you introducing your catchphrase that you coined when I believe we all watched this episode together. Oh my god! Do you I remember, don't remember this catchphrase? catchphrase? No. Oh my god. That's not how NYU works. Oh, <laughs> I've heard this. I've heard this because, catchphrase before. Because Lisa. Joe's basically was waitlisted at NYU, so he knows <laughs> how NYU works. I feel like I've watched Gossip Girl with you before, Lita, and you've said that's not how NYU works. Like, Literally, I've why heard is this, this episode? Before. This episode is an advertisement for NYU. <laughs> it's and ridiculous. It's not a good one based on the quality of their cabaret. No, obviously the cabaret sucks, but it's like <laughs> they say the word NYU so many times. I'm just like, okay, guys, like, gonna, we get it. Gaga this is going to get Dan. This is going to get Dan into the prestigious playwriting. Uh, playwriting. Which uh, he wanted to do two minutes ago, and now Hillary Duff is like, I have an opportunity for you. 
Yeah, Dan's like, all right, the only thing is I have to write a play by Christmas break. And Olivia's like, perfect, we'll do it tonight. <laughs> right. She's like, let's get it out of the way. Let's yeah. get your dreams let's get it out, out of the way. way. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, Chuck would like to uh, hang out with Blair some more, but he's got a high-ranking diplomat that has asked him to show his son around New York. Which Girl, is what is this G-plot? Like, what is this G-plot? <laughs> He goes, you guys don't understand. know about the diplomat pen pal program? This Belgian diplomat is with his son. Is like, son, if you're coming to New York, you simply have to hang out with this 18-year-old hotel owner, Chuck Bass. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Why is this happening? You need a buddy, like, when you're new to school. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Dan is still on the sidewalk. This is kind of where he lives in this first part of the episode. Uh, now he's where with... he lives, period. <laughs> he's, taken, he's taken over Carter's old house. Now that Carter's gone, uh, roaming the streets, Dan has taken over his post. Oh, no, that means Dan's going to be working the oil mine. <laughs> he's going to be on the oil rig soon. <laughs> I, I think Olivia went back to the oil rig by the end of this episode. Oh, I know. <laughs> so Nate's with Dan now. Dan wastes no time telling him about his threesome. Uh, just, as Joe was saying, just him, Olivia, Vanessa, two girls, four boobs, one Dan Humphrey. And I don't know why Dan had to confuse Nate with math at this time. But um... <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> Two girls. <laughs> it's crazy that Nate is the hottest and the most grounded character. Yeah, uh, he he seems he seems to know what he's talking about in in this episode because when Dan says how awesome am I, Nate at the same time is like how stupid can you be? Um, he's basically like, listen, I I may be an idiot in most things, but I actually have a lot of experience with fucking. So listen to yeah. me here. Yeah. Um, he's like, my best friend is Chuck Bass. He gets yeah, he, a lot of ass. So he says he says, listen, I know things. I've been to Europe. I have Chuck Bass as a best friend, which. Another good Twitter bio for Nate, I think. Yeah. I think that's your Twitter bio. <laughs> that Every once in a while, they just make him smart for a couple episodes. <laughs> Everyone is calling him this episode with their emotional problems. They're like, yeah. Nate, help, Nate. And I'm like, Nate. he looks like an idiot. But <laughs> like a himbo, like he's giving himbo. They're just like, yeah. the writers are just like, we we don't know what Nate's actual personality is. So he's exactly as intelligent or dumb as is convenient as for another a right. bonus character in the episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's replacement level uh, whenever he needs to be. And like he he does well here because he can actually explain the math involved in threesomes, which is, uh, you know, proving that it should be a stranger. And it's like, no, no, no. The fact that it was Vanessa, that's what made it fun. And. He's like, I talked to Olivia. She's fine. So is Vanessa, even though I haven't heard from her since. And uh, he wants to know why Nate's being such a buzzkill. And it's like, uh, because I don't even have a girlfriend. And now since Serena left, I don't have a girlfriend either. So I, I don't know what that is to do with. Like, he started off having good points. And now he's just like, why do you have it all, Dan? And I have nothing. Yeah, that's really what his <laughs> point was. <laughs> like, you're going <laughs> to. I want what you have. Oh, I, I forgot. I, forgot. I, I uh, had a joke before. I, I wrote I wrote down, oh. but I didn't get to say it. Please say it. <laughs> Thank, thank you for giving me the floor here. Um, <laughs> so remember, the, remember the part we were talking about before, where um, he says two girls, four boobs, whatever, yada yada. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So in my version, I remember I famously have the different version of Gossip Girl yeah. on my screen. He of goes course. two girls, four boobs, three balls, one den. Because he, <laughs> he's would got he a, say... he's got an extra ball. Oh, okay. oh that's really I thought you were insinuating one of the girls had one ball. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, of course not. That's absurd. All right, move on. We can move on. <laughs> Thank you for stopping the podcast to get that in. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll let you know if I have another one later. Please don't. So, so, <laughs> now I'm going to make one. So Vanessa walks by, and Dan, uh, to prove to Nate how he still has his best friend, uh, Vanessa, he calls her over. He's like, Abrams, how about we uh, 
how about we do our old tradition here where we uh where we see morrissey i think he's playing at the bowery <laughs> just for iconic i want to go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get our tickets i've been getting into the, the smiths that... lately you guys shut up is he the one that lied about dating natalie portman uh, i don't know i know that it's okay to hate him and it's fine it is okay to hate him i can't remember why he's it seems like but, that's kind of the joke too. Is like I know we go see him every year, but like oh he no, sucks, sorry, but we go I see him anyway. was confusing Morrissey with Moby. Oh yes, yes, that mm. Moby. Moby was the was the Natalie, Natalie Portman liar. Yes. yes. Um, Morrissey had a questionable view about something. I can't remember what it was, but I, that's neither here nor there. We don't we don't see Morrissey in this episode. We just talk about him. Um, so. You know, they're like awkwardly hugging, but they agree to go see their 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 guy Morrissey in concert. And uh, Nate tells Dan, like, all right, call me if you need me, which he will. Um, so more on that later. But Blair walks into her favorite diner and all of these pretentious Tish people are crowding around a single table and talking. Uh, and Blair walks this up is to my new catchphrase. <laughs> when Blair walks are you up guys talking about Lady talking. Gaga? <laughs> I was going to say no, I, I assume this is what you do to any group of people that are talking, just about, talking anything. about anything. Just, this just constantly me walk up to them and, and ask if they're talking about Lady Gaga. That's actually what you it's said like when you joined the Discord. People, it's a group of people talking about anything, and I just yeah. walk up to them, and I'm like, are you guys talking about Lady Gaga? <laughs> it's like, now we are. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the leader, Paul Paul Hoffman, has jokes himself. He says, no, Blair, I'm talking about uh, Gaga Ahmadinejad, first lady of Iran, and they all politely chuckle at Blair. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a bad joke. <laughs> Those yeah, don't Blair's disrespect like, Blair like that. That was fucked up. Yeah, Blair's like, yeah, you know who else loves sarcasm? My stepfather, Cyrus Rose, big time entertainment lawyer, <laughs> and uh... vaguely anti-Semitic, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know who else loves sarcasm? Mister the the kid's name is like something Hoffman. Yes, and he's like, yes. she's like, you know who also loves sarcasm? The other Jew in no. my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul Hoffman says that everyone knows who his father is here, and then quite the jump scares he introduces his uh, friend to be willow weinstein and uh says that if they can't even get gaga then he doubts that cyrus road who he's ever heard of can can um and talk about things that did not age well is this supposed to be harvey weinstein's daughter willow weinstein attending nyu with them oh, oh yikes i i believe I that is so, yeah i yeah. believe that is what what they're uh, insinuating here which is just her character <laughs> sucks too does not age, <laughs> <Yeah>. age well <laughs> <laughs> Aged as well as the it's like a tour to France without Lance yeah. Armstrong. From <laughs> yeah, <Halloween. Hey>, yes. <laughs> They're really bringing down uh, people one by one in Gossip Girl episodes. I think if Gossip Girl was around in 2017, Cyrus Rhodes would have been the one who takes down Weinstein. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When we do Gossip Girl a year in the life. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so Willow Weinstein asks what everyone is doing for Cabaret because it's fairy tale theme. You know, it's so hard. You don't want to be trite after all. And Blair tries to score an invite, but uh, this asshole Paul Hoffman hates her so much and is like, this is actually my Cabaret and it's invitation only and spots are filled by serious theater students. So uh, get lost, Blair. Has she Sounds even been a theater so student? Fun. Like, what, did she just no, decide she... this today? <laughs> No, she decided today that she's going to invade like, the no, theater. No, no wonder you couldn't get into the... <laughs> like that, that makes sense to me. They don't, have to, they don't have to be rude to her, though, Brendan. I know. But she's like, studying marketing. I, I can see him just saying, like, oh, we don't give these spots to marketing students. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Blair. You, you can't just join. <laughs> Did you audition for Tish, Blair? <laughs> Oh, you so, didn't, did you? Dan's, Dan's on his, like, 80th lap of the sidewalk, and uh, <laughs> a lot of free time today for Dan. This time he's with Olivia. Uh, 
Casey is pushing Olivia to take these other roles now that the Endless Nights has fallen through. And uh, Dan was hoping that she'd stick around now. And she's like, I know that's that's still my plan. Uh, Since she loves it here, she has classes and she has Dan. And uh, Dan's like, and you have Vanessa. And things get very awkward again because uh, clearly Olivia is feeling uncomfortable about Vanessa these days. And uh, now that we've mentioned Tish, we're we're going all in on the Tish thing because suddenly Olivia also wants to do her acting here as part of the best theater department in the whole country. She's going to stay here. Uh, Dan's also thinking of applying to the Tish playwriting program for next year. So everyone getting involved. Uh, The only thing is, as we mentioned, he has to write a play by Christmas break. And Olivia is like, I am more than happy to help you with your application tonight. But uh, of course, that's that's gonna have to impose on of Dan's uh, yearly tradition with Vanessa Excuse that we've me. never heard of until today. I've seen more. You, you passed over one of the best lines in the episode, which is, oh, "I don't care don't. how much money they're offering, Casey. Bitches of Eastwick is a terrible idea." <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, like Heather's, Heather's with witches. Yeah. I would watch the fuck out of that. <laughs> yeah, this sounds good. Yeah, it's Heather's, but with witches. Yeah, as the resident witch of the pod, Joe, uh, would you you would you would watch this? Yeah, this sounds highly streamable. Like, I, at first, it's like, at first, it's like, yeah, if I were a producer, I would say no to this project. But then I was like, you know what? No spoilers. But by the end of the episode, maybe that tune changes. <laughs> you sit within a minute. You sit within a minute. You're like, oh no, this is good. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd, I'd give it a chance, especially if uh, Olivia Burke's in it for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so. I, the Humphrey Vanderwoodsons are are in the penthouse here. This is such a, a weird scene where Lily <laughs> it's is really weird. Lily's currently trying to find Jenny a date for the Horticultural <laughs> Society Gala. <laughs> you know, you know these events that Jenny's always going to. Uh, but the first person that Lily suggests is someone who gave six girls gonorrhea of the throat, which causes Rufus to spit <laughs> out his tea. Uh, I, Queen Bee of all of New York, Jenny Humphrey, is having trouble finding a date. I guess it's because she's over Upper East Side, guys. She's looking to expand her horizons. I, I guess Graham Collins really ruined it for all Upper East Side guys. I mean, so we don't get a lot of Lily here, but, but I... But he won New York's hottest teen. Yeah, yeah the, the Nate Archibald Memorial Hottest Teen he Award is, at Cotillion. Um, but yeah, I'm all, I'm all for Lily just walking around and being inserted into an episode, like one scene at a time with glasses and a clipboard. Anytime she's walking around with like an agenda, I am like, hell Jenny, yeah. Jenny you, need, Jenny, you need a date? Let me get my glasses and clipboard. <laughs> so good. Chuck comes in, but he can't stay because he's on his way to the planetarium. Which comes and he's like, hello, my boy. Let's go to the planetarium. <laughs> this Mad Lib ass script. Okay, Jenny needs a date to adjective gala, and Chuck is going to noun. This, Very really, is, this really was done by Mad Libs. It had to have been. Okay, but the so, acting when she gets up off the couch and she's like, yeah, I guess I can do it. And like her swoopy bangs, I was like, oh my God, this, I get it. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, she's acting. This is acting. <laughs> yes, I get and it. She's like, I am gonna suck this guy's. <laughs> yeah, I get what's happening here. Like, Lily suggests that Jenny can take him off Chuck's hand, and because uh, he appears to be a very handsome young man, maybe can even because be. Chuck has to go to the planetary. <laughs> <laughs> he has to. Like, well, that's a very reasonable excuse, Charles. You did say you were gonna do this, but this is your planetarium you... day. But if. <laughs> <laughs> I always set a day one. I always set aside one day at the end of the month to go to the planetarium. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's like, and it gets weirder because Jenny says she can do it, but tells Chuck like, "You owe me." And Chuck like very creepily replies, "With pleasure," and then like stares at Rufus with a smile as he walks away. <laughs> but, but but Rufus 
Chris's reaction to all of this <laughs> is to ask Lily, what is gonorrhea of the throat? <laughs> what is, <he> is Chuck <laughs> going to give my girl gonorrhea of the throat? Star. That's like the most <laughs> common kind of gonorrhea. It caused him to spit take his tea, and now he doesn't know what it is. What is Rufus turned into? <laughs> exactly. Rufus has, has lost seen Degrassi? Rufus doesn't know. Disease. Yes. Rufus got married and has become like an idiot now. And hey, what is Chuck going to do to Jenny? He's going to rear the brain. <laughs> yeah, who knows? We don't know. We don't get more information about why Chuck is like, saying with pleasure. They already have a, a history. You can't, you can't like. <laughs> don't joke down about on this, that, Chuck. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, I still think Rufus is being used correctly here. Just one one scene of him being an idiot and me laughing yeah, at him. Good. I'm just confused at what happened. Well, also, nearly... also, if, if Chuck is joking, this is like, they shouldn't ever joke about that again. I don't think they're on joking terms, the two of them, with like <laughs> yes, sexual stuff like that. They should not be on joking terms about it. You can't sexually assault someone and then joke about it. I think we're good, later. right? We're good. <laughs> We I laugh thought that about was this the Chuck now. Bass brand. Yeah. We laugh about this <laughs> sure. now. It's funny. And Brendan is like, I love it. He's <laughs> My <perfect>. hero. MVP. <laughs> Can't give away another MVP quick enough. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you need Chuck around. So, no, we love, I mean, we love Chuck. It's not like we want him around. Sometimes we need him around. Exactly. He's not the, he's not, he's, he's he's not the hero we deserve. He's the hero we have. As, as the old <laughs> adage goes. <laughs> I think that's a Batman original. Um, Blair sees Olivia in the hallway. Uh, very excited to see her because she needs to ask her how she can win over the shallow superficial actors. And Blair's in luck because Olivia was invited to Cabaret Nights and she is a famous movie star after all. And more importantly, she's dating a guy who needs an opportunity to write a play. Uh, he's just going to need to clear his schedule first. I, much Literally like an insane line. <laughs> an insane line. More importantly, I'm dating a guy who needs an opportunity to write a play. Who wrote that? <laughs> a, a classic Joe, situation. I'm certain <laughs> you've said that in your life. More I mean, I've definitely said it, but I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Okay, Hillary is getting these. She's bringing levels. Yeah. So much like last week, we saw Eric getting underhanded for the first time. We're really seeing uh, oh, this yeah. side of Olivia for the first time now, where she's going to get a little underhanded and uh, make sure Dan is double booked so that he can't hang out with Vanessa tonight. I guess you guys probably talked about it last week, but to me, like this threesome scene is Hillary Duff's like growing up and out of her Disney persona. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, Lizzie McGuire no up, more. Right. It's like Lizzie who like, no, the new Hillary is like on TV making out. She having threesomes. <laughs> the yeah. new Hillary is on TV as opposed to right. the old Hillary Duff, which was known for the Lizzie McGuire movie. Right. Oh, right. Which movie. I think was on TV. And this is why Lizzie McGuire film. wanted wanted the Lizzie McGuire. This is why Hillary Duff wanted the Lizzie McGuire reboot to be uh, to be for adults. She wanted Lizzie yeah. to fuck. And, and I let did Lizzie as well. fuck. Let, let Lizzie, Lizzie fuck. Hashtag let Lizzie fuck. Um, Serena goes back to the office. Old Honest Trip walks in, and uh, it's pretty <laughs> awkward between these two as well. Uh, Serena's like, yeah, I was just leaving you a note about an article, and I swear Trip has turned into a robot because his response is to stare at her for two seconds, say, oh, great, with a weird smile, and then go back to staring at her and saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, this is where it really set in for me. Like, I this guy is like, well, let's have straight men communicate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Honestly, like, but our generation, less eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Tripp's like, it's not going to be too awkward for too long because, uh, he's got the big move to DC tomorrow. Uh, Serena thought it wasn't until January, but I guess he just wants to bang her so bad. He just has to get out of there. Um, and he's like, it's probably for the best because, you know, I've been pretty distracted. Uh, he brings up last week. Serena says nothing happened, uh, even though it feels like something did according to Tripp. And so 
Maureen comes in to break up the party because at some point during this conversation, they are like standing inches from each other now. I don't know when they moved in so close, but Maureen seems to think nothing of it when she walks in. No, I also think she might know, but she just doesn't give a shit because she's not really in this marriage for the love. <laughs> she she just wants the power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's she a good observation because a normal woman would see their husband standing in a room alone with Blake Lively and shoot both of them on sight. <laughs> right. yeah. When they're right. two inches from each other's face. And yeah. uh, instead she tells Trip that she has to leave for DC in an hour and then tells him that Serena should help him finish packing since she trusts her so much. So uh, either she is like doing the opposite of catching on to whatever's going on or like she's planning some sort of elaborate ruse. But uh, Trip tries, tries to say like, this isn't in Serena's job description, but Maureen insists. She says that Serena doesn't mind. And so uh, these two have to help each other pack because Maureen said so. Yeah, I, I can see it being a ruse somehow. We've seen yeah. her do it before. Hey, she, yeah, we know, we know that she can... You don't think this is in the job description of new outreach coordinator specialist? Yeah. Media, represent, media rep or whatever she is. She has a help with that. Being a mistress is definitely a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in the contract. True. It's in the contract that they all sign. Yeah, it's in the job description. <laughs> um, Nate is on the phone with his mom, who he has not seen in forever. Don't know what his mom is doing. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I forgot Nate had a mom. Is she still in the Hamptons <laughs> with the dogs? Yeah, I think she might still be in the Hamptons. Like, and he is, he is begging her not to let grandfather manipulate her because who else could be behind the Hudson thing? Um, you know, him Joe was calling about... him grandfather is so funny. <laughs> every single time. He has to call him grandfather every time. Um, to Joe's point about how hot Nate is, Nate was rocking the long sleeve V-neck in this episode. Oh, I yeah. will say, I really did love he the long sleeve V-neck. invented I love the long sleeve V-neck look on, on Nate I had in back this whole I think Nate was best looking of the episode. I, I think... Penn Badger's hair was too rough. It's it's getting too long, too bad. He looks buff as shit, but Nate, I think, is winning for me this season. Well, yeah, Dan's hair is getting out of control. You're absolutely right. He needs needs to do something about that. Um, Yeah, I think if we are going to give a hottest of the episode award away, I think think we can give it to Nate. I will. (laughs) Hottest male. I'm going to give it to Taylor Momsen every single week. Yes. And so so will a Raven Glam DVD collector. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) That hair, those legs. Wow. 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 All right. All you serious theater critics come for me, but wow. (laughs) (laughs) um, Serena just lets herself into Nate's house, and uh, Nate hangs up on his mom. And, you know, Serena's like, yeah, I know you can't stand me right now, but I have no one else I can talk to about this. Uh, I'm about to get involved with a married man. Girl. Like, if she already is that line. (laughs) If she's already foreseeing herself getting with him and she doesn't want to, just don't go help him pack. Like, I don't, (laughs) Nate shouldn't have to suggest this. Like, it's the obvious play. He's a grown man. He can pack things by himself. I cannot with Serena. She is not a real person. Like, no one acts this way. Like, literally, no one says the sentence, I may be about to be involved with Mary. You're already involved. And, and there's involved. nothing I can do about it. It's, 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 just like, how my, it's just how our paths are crossing. It's just how what, your necklace is too statementy and too chunky. It's like forcing <laughs> you to like hook up with this man. Like, yeah. well, no, Serena, put your flip phone down and go home. Nate, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bang your cousin if you don't get drunk with me right away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Maureen is forcing them to pack together. And so she has no choice but to hook up with him. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Olivia enters her dorm room. Vanessa is there. They've barely seen each other uh, because Olivia and Dan have been so busy. Uh, Vanessa asks if she's avoiding her because of the whole threesome thing, but Olivia denies it, and uh, Vanessa's relieved because 
she ran into Dan this morning. He was also being normal. And um, he tells her that they're going to their fifth Morrissey show. And she still has tickets from the first time they went in seventh grade. And... I ran into Dan this morning and he was being so normal. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> sounds more normal than that. He's being so normal, like the most normal. Yeah. I don't know if you've talked to Dan today, but he's like super normal today. He's super normal today. More normal than he usually is, actually. These <laughs> girls are acting the fuck out of awkwardness in their dorm, though. I'm like, oh, this is what it would be like. But none of you look like you're in college. Like... <laughs> Hillary looks exactly as she does, like, right now. Like, <laughs> literally, they all look like such adults. But Vanessa's hair is giving. Giving, Guys, yes. why do I love Vanessa? I just feel like I don't know. I, I, truly, I truly can't tell you. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm here for the chaos. She's really here to, like, instigate plots and be like, no, you love me, Dan. <laughs> That is, that yeah, is what uh, she's doing. You're right. She's the, she's the worst. <laughs> she, they call Olivia, the tell, Olivia tells Vanessa that uh, actually a month ago she signed her and Dan up for the Bleaker Inn Cabaret and it's tonight and they can't blow it off because it's really good exposure for Dan who wants to apply to Tish. So uh, everything clearly clearly going fine here with, with the threesome of Dan, Olivia, and Vanessa. Everything going well still. They're all thriving. Yep. It's going to happen again uh, actually probably. Yeah, probably. So Nate is uh, befuddled here. He doesn't understand why Serena wants to hook up with Trip, and he tells her two months ago she was all over Carter Bazin, and uh, you know he probably just doesn't want Trip to end up at the oil rig along with Carter. Like he sees where this is headed. <laughs> but he's got a point. Like she's going through these guys r- at rapid speed. Serena can't meet a guy without falling in love with him. She tells him she's <laughs> she's like. Oh my God! Uh, I, I feel my heart thump when I see him. I haven't felt this way since I was thirteen. She, 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 with Jude the same Law speech every time. Alfie. You're right. Like, what are you talking about? That's absolute bullshit. You feel the same way every time you meet a new guy. You said the same thing about Dan. You said the same thing about Carter. You said the same thing about Aaron Rose. Like, this is, you can't just say the same thing about, you said the same thing about uh, Notorious Cannibal Army Hammer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Serena's just always exasperated and on the phone and in love. Like, yeah, she's like, I, oh man, I can't believe, I can't remember the last time I fell in love like this. <laughs> now we're talking track of her past bad decisions passed down the family so, clipboard and yeah what is she what is like she expecting nate to say to that like oh, okay serena i give you my blessing to fuck my I married cousin she's kind of yeah. hoping for that i think honestly because yeah because nate just says like you're not 13 anymore and serena gets offended and is like okay well i thought i could still count on you but i guess i can't but that's what i, I was count thinking too like what do you want to say what, what do you <laughs> want to do yeah I, that works though somehow and it's like i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah you should make them feel bad like, honestly if any of my friends just having no complicated relationship with my cousin, if any of my friends were like, I'm going to go fuck your cousin, I would be like, oh, no, like, <laughs> I'm fine, but like, I don't, don't want to be part of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, leave me out of this. I'm not here. I'm not going to make you feel better about this decision. Yeah. Like, what it like, Nate's going to be like, oh, no, don't worry. Like, politicians cheat on their wives all the time. Fuck him. Yeah. It's fine. You're, it's, Follow your heart, Serena. Thanks, Nate. You're the best. If your heart's thumping, who am I to tell you? To... Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jenny's with the Belgium ambassador. We're meeting Damien Delgard for the first time, uh, a character who may or may not be a piece of shit. Jury, jury's still out. I, <laughs> I still enjoy him, though, for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know why. There's... Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, Boy, I, I, I enjoyed this. He's involved in the show much longer than you might think. Yeah. Yes. On my rewatch. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Dame, this is not going to be Damien's last episode. He will, he will be back. Uh, is there just something alert. a little different? Like we haven't gotten, we've gotten so much inter, like personal stuff and just relationship and love triangles. It's fun to have just some young drug users in the yeah, show. Yeah. 
He's giving, yeah, he's it's providing something fun. different. Yeah, it's always funny. <laughs> I like Jenny's like uh, icebreaker here. She she says she bets Belgium has really good waffles and that her family is really into waffles. Like this is small talk that only the son of Rufus would have. <laughs> yeah, also nice Belgian accent, Damien. Yeah, yeah what's that about? <laughs> Listen, they left when he was four. Apparently, I guess the, the accent went away in that oh, time. Bullshit. Okay. Fine, yeah. <laughs> and we, we we're getting to know him. We find out that Damien is another character that has daddy issues. Uh, his dad is more into work than he is into being a father. And uh, Jenny asks him what he wants to do, but he already has a plan. And he goes up and rents a toy sailboat and completely ignores Jenny, who begs him to do something cooler as the Chapin Mean Girls are watching them and laughing at her. This is insane. That She thinks that this guy <laughs> came here just to go play with an RC boat. <laughs> like she oh, really, she cool, really thought that for, for a good really, half hour. I was really bummed when I couldn't go to the planetarium with Chuck, but this is, <laughs> this is much better. <laughs> Thank God. Why is and, Chuck at the planetarium? <laughs> <laughs> when Chuck saves the day later, he should have been like, you're looking at my planetarium show and <laughs> showing ended early. I had time to. <laughs> I'm going to have the first hotel on Mars. He loves the planets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I Jenny just won like overall Queen Bee of New York last week why is she still concerned about these mean girls I was confused about that too I, I, I don't know why just like being in public with someone is embarrassing also and just like <laughs> ooh that guy you're with likes boats <laughs> like how embarrassing <laughs> What a yeah. f- and then when she oh, found out, oh no! Of a fancy European country, who gives a shit? He played with a boat. Yeah, you know how Jenny's are the queen of New York. Yeah, well, uh, she's just with someone who played with a boat. So we're gonna have to reassess everything Uh-oh, we know about Cadillion. <laughs> a little gay. <laughs> so we go back to the uh, the douchebags of Tish and Paul Hoffman laying down the ground rules for the group, which now includes Dan and Olivia. A lot of people are going to be there tonight, including Paul's legit agent. Um, so they better not embarrass him. And kind of embarrassing already that Paul Hoffman only has the one agent as opposed to Olivia's at least three. <laughs> and, <laughs> and ten managers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> You're so right. You say, and, and one publicist or two managers? Is that the conversion rate? <laughs> I think it's two to two one. Two managers yeah. is equal to one publicist, equal to three agents at least. <laughs> so Yeah. Four Dan- boobs, three balls. <laughs> one. Survive. I knew it would get a callback. It was such a good joke. <laughs> Brendan can rest easy tonight, knowing that his great joke was called back. Honk shoe. Honk shoe, three balls. So Dan and Olivia start to discuss which fairy tale Dan should reimagine, and Blair crashes the table to suggest Snow White. It wasn't too hard for Blair to find them again, because again, this is the only diner that anyone ever goes to. And Dan asks Olivia what Blair is doing here, and Blair just says, Silly, I'm the producer, co-star, and director. So Blair just... Overall, a legend here. She's just going to take every role that she can get. And her brilliant idea is to do a musical featuring the songs of Tish alumna Lady Gaga, which this is the best idea I've ever heard. Like, how much That's would you pay to idea. see this musical? This sounds amazing. <laughs> this is I fantastic. bet it turns out as good as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, Just I bet... a jukebox musical with the first two Gaga albums. Perfect. Right. Well, I have a question. Is this the songs of Lady Gaga or is this just Love Game? Because they they have, <laughs> I think, two performances that we see and they both are just Love Game. Yeah. The musical only features Love Game, but Dan, Dance Dan, in the Dark, Telephone, yeah. and Bad Romance play at other points. Dan, yes, Dan you only can got... tell that the fame monster has just been yeah. released. Yeah. But as far as Dan Humphrey, I think he only got the rights to one song for his play mm. that, he, that he could use. Um, I think I was and... worried about with this, this plot here is like, are we not going to get to see this? I was so I'm so glad that we fought, once we got to the end of the episode. I was like, thank God, we are actually 
getting to, to witness what what this screenplay was going to be. Oh yeah, thank I was God. terrified. And mm-hmm. so uh, Blair's going to go pick Paul's brain about which songs she uh, he feels would work best thematically, and. So Dan asks Olivia what's going on once Blair leaves, and uh, he's like, why did I have to cancel on Vanessa to write a Snow White Lady Gaga musical directed by Blair Waldorf? But to be fair to Olivia, one of those things sounds amazing, and one of those things sounds like the worst thing in the world. Hanging out with Vanessa would be... (laughs) I would love to go to more... Literally, sounds like a great night out. Morrissey with Vanessa, I would go. <laughs> Since when are you this big Morrissey Go over thing? the Lady Gaga musical at Tish? Yeah. Who are you I'm kidding? not saying no, over. I'm just saying about? I would go to both. Well, that's okay. the whole a crux classic, of the episode. Is that a you classic can't. Fred Flintstone scenario where, he, where he's okay, going to well, be like, two places at once. You're going to miss Mrs. Doubtfire this, Joe? <laughs> I'm going to miss a Doubtfire this, obviously, as Hello. Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Olivia assures Dan that if he pulls this off, then uh, it's all anyone will be talking about. And plus, she already talked to Vanessa, and she's cool with it. So uh, Dan agrees that he's going to do it. And uh, we we go back to Belgian boy playing in the park. And Jenny wastes no time calling Chuck to uh, take him back because she is unimpressed. Uh, she has a reputation to uphold, and this toy boat guy, not doing it for her. But uh, she tells Damien that he took the wrong boat. And he's like, actually, no, this is someone with the cash. Mine had the E in it. Uh, Brendan, have you ever done the classic uh, picking up of E on a toy boat? <laughs> no, but I have been offered uh, much ecstasy on the LIRR. Of, of course. That's <laughs> plenty of E dealers. By, on the by a bunch of girls that were about Jenny's age. <laughs> so, so that makes sense. <laughs> and they probably got it on a toy boat. <laughs> it did. I'm sure it was Damien, good. Yeah, probably. Uh, Damien's like, yeah, sorry if I was boring you, but I have a drug business to run here. <laughs> you <laughs> like, bitch. Well, <laughs> what, you're not just a little boy? <laughs> Inside of a man's body? <laughs> you're, not, you're not just a little boy who likes waffles and boats? You're a drugman? <laughs> you're a drugman. <laughs> uh, Dan takes up Nate's offer to call him, and he tells him all the crazy stuff that's going on with Olivia and Vanessa. And Nate tells Dan that this is post-threesome stage one, wherein one, if not both girls, try to prove to the other who you belong to. How many threesomes has Nate been a part of where he has the rules memorized? Or did he just, like, learn all of this on, like, endless night message boards that he's been on? I think on? you forgot that he went to Europe. Yeah, he's yeah, minoring sure. in threesomes at NYU. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nate goes, goes to, Columbia, Nate goes to Columbia, actually. Girl, you know I don't watch this show. Well, <laughs> also, he, he continues to mention that he's best friends with, with, with Chuck and that that's part of his expertise. So I want to think that a lot of his time spent in threesomes is him, Chuck, and a stranger. Yeah, probably. So um, I think that's where all of it comes from. Oh, hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, where is that? Is there where where's that episode? Prequels, oh, yeah. Pre- <laughs> Pre- Prequel. the, the prequel series. Got some girl a new hope. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate hangs up and uh Serena's still in the room and he tells Serena, you know, it's Dan's girl's problems and that she doesn't even want to know. Uh and so Serena tells him, Oh, it seems like you're everyone's therapist today. And again, I don't know how Nate fell into this role, but uh, he's like, just so happens that everyone's problems are well within his expertise. Affairs with married women and love triangles. That's really all I guess he is. I, I, it kind of makes sense that him and Serena are sort of hitting it off again in this episode because they really are just the male and female version of each other. Yeah, I mean, you forget Idiots. the two, you forget the two <laughs> scenes. <laughs> yeah. You forget that two scenes ago they hated each other and now they are just like friends again. I got, I we're back. Yeah, we're back. Didn't take much. We just had to talk. Not even about the problem, just like talk to just each other, general, and we, yeah. we we just forgot a bit that we were mad at each other. Yeah. So Serena calls Trip, 
uh, Trip asks her what she likes on on uh, her pizza, but she's like, "Listen, I'm not coming over." You know, you know the obvious solution that I've been telling her to do all episode. She finally gets there. Feels like we could have figured this out without Nate's help, but uh, thank God Nate's here because uh, they agree that it wouldn't be good to spend the night alone together. But Trip still wants to say goodbye, so uh, he he asks if they can get lunch, and Serena starts to agree, but thank God Nate is there to vigorously shake his head no. It, it's amazing. It's amazing that Serena could not handle this phone call without Nate in the room. This is another weird thing. From- 18 and basically a child and trip should not be fucking her (laughs) yes that too i mean we discussed that last episode now i mean i've i guess i've reached the point of acceptance where this is just a thing that okay trip just wants to fuck this 18 year old also what is she even doing here is she like an unpaid intern no he literally gave her a real job (laughs) he he went out of yeah he went out of his way to give Serena a job that they didn't like. They weren't even hiring. He went out of his way to give her a job just so he could flirt with her behind his wife's back. Damn. Yeah. Does, so, does anyone else think it was weird that he asked what Serena likes on her pizza as opposed to saying like, "Do you want anything on the pizza?" <laughs> yeah, that was my main problem with with what trips. Because I, I think it was insane to assume that people want toppings. You should just ask like, "Oh, I'm getting plain unless you want something else." That's, well, me, Brendan, that's crazy. What do you want crazy, on your pizza yeah. is such a normal question. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you can just very easily say, like, just to nothing. Eat, it's so much harder to say nothing yeah. than just assume. I think you should assume baseline plan and say, like, do you like anything freaky on your pizza or what? Yeah, freaky like pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you want on your pizza is the most normal The, the way he said it, he insinuated that she, of course, wanted a <laughs> topping. It's what so is normal it? Brendan, that it's something that Dan would say to Vanessa. Being- Crazy. Yeah, what's your favorite pizza <laughs> topping is like a common icebreaker. That's not what he said. What's your favorite pizza topping? That's weird too. Serena calls Serena calls Trip and he says, Hey Serena, what's your favorite pizza topping? <laughs> I'm doing a BuzzFeed quiz for you. <laughs> I'm gonna find out what Ed Sheeran song you are. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. If we're Bye both the same, him. if we're both. <laughs> All right, we have to move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Serena just hangs up on it. <laughs> Bye, Trip. You know what? You know what? I don't want to fuck Trip anymore. He's too. Nate, you won't. You won't believe what he just asked me. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> so, uh, Nate Nate agrees to stay with Serena to keep her strong, and he's not going to let her out of his sight until Trip leaves. And I guess this is just how their fight ends. Like I know Nate, you know, doesn't want his cousin's marriage to go up in flames, but Nate is just not even mad at Serena anymore. He, I, he cannot resist that Vanderwoodson charm. How could you? I you can't. You clearly cannot. No one. No, no one, one can. No obviously, can resist this the Vanderwoodson charm. Uh, Dan goes to see Vanessa. He apologizes about missing Morrissey, but he mentioned he wanted to go to Tish, and Olivia saw this cabaret thing this morning and signed them up. So he, this morning, not a month ago, and Vanessa ooh, clocks ooh, tish, that. Tish, tish. Tish, tish. Tish, tish. <laughs> tish, tish. Vanessa's no dummy. <laughs> New catchphrase. <laughs> tish, tish. Vanessa's no dummy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like Gossip Girl should have had a voiceover, had a voiceover that said. <laughs> so back at the diner, inspired by Miss Gaga's lyrics, uh, Dan has written a satirical commentary about flame, glamour, and our society's obsession with the shiny new thing, and he was somehow able to do this in one night. 
I mean, Did... is, is it that hard to put Lady Gaga music to a plot that already exists, which is Snow White? Yeah, you made it sound a lot harder true. than it was. That's that is true. So not only does Zan do this in one night, but Blair takes it, reads two lines max, yeah, not, and tells not Zan, even close. and tells Zan she's surprised. That, she read the title. She takes, she takes one look at it and says, "Wow, this actually isn't horrible." Like, how how do you know this, Blair? <laughs> she's just that sensitive to good work that she knows it when <laughs> she, she sees it. it. Yeah, it's a, she can feel its energy. The words Zan, jump off the page. Zan's like, "Don't get too excited because you're playing the aging old queen, and Olivia is the sexy up and coming Snow White." <laughs> And Amalia and the rest of the randoms that we've never seen before are playing the dwarf boy band. And uh, Dan also is going to give himself a part in the play for some reason. Gives himself the the role of uh, Prince of Charming Records. So they all have their roles. Um, and Dan has actually also found a more experienced director. And in walks Vanessa. And everyone is unhappy to see her, especially uh. me. I mean, I guess Joe was probably happy as one I mean, of his, I'm his lit favorite for characters. it, yeah. yeah. There was no camera involved, which is good for Vanessa. So. Right, yes. Vanessa did not have a camera in her hands, thank God. Who knows what would have happened. Who knows. Um, Olivia apologizes to Vanessa here, tells her, you know, oh, she was so stupid for not thinking of her earlier. Um, I don't know how Dan thought this would fix everything. I don't really know. I think he's just pissed. I don't Dan's think like, he's trying to fix anything. No, he tells Nate, he's like, I need to prove to Olivia that me and Vanessa are just friends. I got it. I will force her into yeah. the play that me and Olivia are working on. Maybe he thought they would, like, once they're working together, they would talk it out somehow, and they talked it out, and it got worse. Oh, they talked it out, all right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did this out of spite. It, it almost seemed like that, honestly. <laughs> um, Olivia is, like, struggling to be nice to Vanessa. Uh, she's telling her how happy she is and tells Vanessa she's going to love it when she reads it, to which Vanessa replies like a dick and is like, yeah, I already read it. Dan always shows me early dress of his work. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> I, don't oh my I don't know God. when they had time to show Vanessa the early dress of his work either. Like, I need to see the timeline of events for Last this Last night. This show is so feminist. <laughs> well, didn't she just, like, work on it with him? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, everyone at NYU gets a time turner. Ah, yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, okay, I forget. Dan you is, guys didn't know Dan that. Is, that's not this... how NYU works. <laughs> Dan is making this way worse of a situation than it already was. Like, Dan started off so high this episode and has been crashing down oh, in record boy. timing. Oh, yeah. And even even Blair can tell something is up with these two. Threatens Dan that uh, nothing better get in the way of her cabaret, which is all of a sudden the most important thing to Blair in the world this cabaret night. Um, Damien has some questions for Jenny. He wants to know exactly what an Upper East Side queen does. And, uh, I mean, basically they just dump yogurt and egg the gay people. That's uh, mostly what, <laughs> what her main role is. That's but it. That was her directly says... ripped from the script also. <laughs> she, she says she goes to parties and openings and stuff. Like the uh, horticultural Sound like the saddest shit ever. Yeah, that was a fierce answer. She was literally like, I don't know, parties and shit. <laughs> 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 like oh my god uh, Damien uh, pretty much thinks it's just wearing designer clothes and bossing people around which he describes as kind of a yawn compared to being an international drug dealer um, how old is he though is he he's, he's out of high school I'm guessing right like this, this girl's still fucking 16 like what is she supposed to so, be doing slight spoiler we have not uh, found this out yet but he did go to boarding school with Serena so I believe he is the age of Serena wow. and friends I can't yeah. believe you broke that on the pod <laughs> well I think I it's mean, gonna be all he's doing is fucking like dealing drugs to like get back at his dad for being <laughs> yeah. boring right. so it's like not like your life is that exciting dude like <laughs> tell him also we right. have a short king on our hands because Damien looks like uh, he's shorter than Jenny here in this scene he Jenny's looks... so tall though Jenny is t- Taylor Momsen I think is 5'8 this guy looks like a, yeah. a bootleg Dave Franco like a young bootleg yeah, I could see that. I think he looks like he uh, look, the he guy looks like from someone. Teen Beach Movie. Teen Beach Movie. 
Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. We famously um, watched it with your mom. Yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> I cannot give you the name of this of that actor for the life of me, but yes, I, I, he does look like <laughs> his name's like, like Graham Gaiman. Graham Collins. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jenny asks why he does it since he clearly doesn't need money, and he pretty much says like because he can. Like no one checks their bags when they fly, and even if they do, he would be happy that his dad would have to suffer. And then he says, "A little bit of danger is what makes life worth living." Uh, <laughs> not for most people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as our as our good friend Ganesh used to say, "What's life without risk?" Kind of kind of the same mold. Yeah, kind of the same mold. Yeah, I could see him that being this character not also. Kanye. That is that is not Kanye. That's Nietzsche. Another Ganesh. Another Ganesh. Uh, yeah, I thought we were just saying our favorite Ganesh catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jenny says today was kind of thrilling. So he asks, you know, if she really means that, uh, would she be down to meet up with his friends and uh, refuel the boat? So they're gonna get together, do a little drug deal. Brendan, are we shipping these two yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was not a boat pun either. That was. Just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I am. It's <laughs> yeah. good. So, um, I mean, we did mention a couple weeks ago that Jenny has never really had a relationship that lasted more than an episode or two. No, uh, why still not looking this one? For the, the still looking for the one. Maybe it's this crazy international drug dealer. I mean, honestly, I'm... No, you know what? I shouldn't be for this because it's going to just bring Rufus back into the plot too much and he's going to be really angry. And I don't want to yeah. see that again. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't, <laughs> don't need like to see Rufus, Rufus angry. Yeah. Um, so... Best friends Serena and Nate, uh, they're eating ices in the park and reminiscing about Lady Catherine and how Nate was, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. In, in, well, what is it? What is Serena's like, uh, who knew I'd be into married men? And then Nate was like, I was. And he's like, well, yeah. it's not men, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You're gay, Nate. You're gay. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Nate. I didn't I was, think you were gay. I was just worried because yeah. I thought they were talking about when they were little. No, they were talking about last year. Okay. Yeah, remember when Nate dated that lady? Yeah, no. Lady Catherine. Yes. Last year in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And, uh, Nate tells Serena she made a great fake girlfriend, and then this idiot Serena gets ice cream like all over her lip and is incapable of licking it off when Nate calls her out. So, oh, Nate. It was, it was, oh, <laughs> idiot. Looking at Serena just like I trying can't to lick the ice cream off my lips. Her tongue was going nowhere. She was not even like she lifting not her even trying. <laughs> not even trying. So Nate wipes it off, and they're like all smiles and. Uh, then Trip calls Serena, and Nate tells her she obviously can't answer. But she's like, "Well, what if it's important?" And so, so Nate takes Serena's phone and tells her that he's going to take her on a bar crawl until Trip's plane leaves, and they're going to get really drunk. So, like, no, Serena, uh, you can't answer because I just started to like you again just now. Yeah, <laughs> just in this second. And Serena says, "You're the best," and gives him a big hug. And Nate's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> yeah, he went from a. Uh, he went from a wet and, soft, <laughs> wet, wet and small situation to, to a dry Daddy, and hard. The audience doesn't know what this is. <laughs> That's fine. If we keep saying it, they'll start to figure it out. I mean, we got to entice him to get onto the Patreon somehow. <laughs> if you listen to this episode, hashtag dry and hard or wet and small. Either one costs $3 a month. Listen, when you have a thirty when you have a thirty when you have a thirty minute pre show, there's gonna be some inside jokes that don't make it into the episode. <laughs> um kind of good idea by Nate here. The only way to distract Serena from getting with a handsome Vanderbilt boy is to distract her with another handsome Vanderbilt boy himself. Mm. Uh because sure. Serena is the type of person who will just fall for anyone she hangs out with for too long, even though I guess Nate's the one doing the the falling mainly in this scene. What if, what that if... is true. I feel like they did a good job of like demonstrating Serena's like 
desperate insecurity and need for male approval because of her father because like i mean it's not the most original character trait but it would be ridiculous to be like oh serena is so insecure because she's like rich and hot and like what would she have to be insecure about so i feel like the dad thing was kind of necessary to show that like serena is deeply insecure and falls for whoever gives her attention for Mm. five minutes literally yes i have a prediction for next episode with her i think that um the grandfather part two is going to snatch her away from Nate by taking her to the park to get ices. Oh, wow. she's going to be the next Vanderbilt in line. And then she goes, and then she goes to the captain. She just gets every generation in there. <laughs> yeah. So we go to play rehearsal. Uh, we're getting this done in record timing here. Uh, Blair says her line about the, the, uh, the poison. And that's the dwarves cue to come out and start breakdancing. I-, I cannot believe that anyone would take this play seriously, let alone that it would get Dan into Tish. Yeah, that's insane that this is what everyone's so impressed by. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen from NYU? Like, there's a reason Gaga dropped out. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. She uh, saw Vanessa's, this. Vanessa, Kiss the director. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa so tries weird, to Willa Weinstein. Why are you yelling <laughs> at Dan to kiss this? It's like, you don't know what's going on. You don't know the intricacies of this relationship. She's Literally just, like, Willa. heckling. <laughs> Kiss her! This is a professional cabaret. Is it? No, I don't think this it is. This is important to what's-his-name. Daniel. Daniel. Um, Vanessa is trying to sabotage Olivia, wants the dwarves in front of her all of a sudden. Dan's like, it's called Snow White. Maybe Snow White should be in the front. And Vanessa's like, oh, of course you would take her side. And... yeah Vanessa's the worst and um Blair for once just watching the fun from the sidelines um and Olivia and Vanessa start arguing about who's boxing who out and it goes back to who boxed who out during the threesome and uh we get a flashback of Vanessa like throwing Olivia off the bed to Mount Dan (laughs) I thought that was gonna be like made oh my god go ahead (laughs) no the fact that they made Hillary the film that scene is so rude. <laughs> like, I hope that was she a body double off. and not even. <laughs> I thought this was just like, going to be like her Hillary, side. I'd of be things. like, we're not doing that. That's crazy <laughs> that that was like the actual account of what really happened. <laughs> Get her publicist in here. Yeah. <laughs> and her free agents. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Olivia finally blurts out that Vanessa's in love with Dan and everyone knows it. Uh, love that Amalia confirms it's true. Like, yeah. yeah. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Amalia. Don't talk to Amalia that way. Amalia's the best minion we've ever seen. What? Name anyone better than Amalia. She's a truth teller. The bitch yeah. from the Mindy Project. <clears throat> oh, oh, bye. The Amalia slander. He can't can't the, the girl who's on the Mindy Project, the Italian girl. Who, Penelope? Yeah, Penelope. I mean, she was definitely the one with the most screen time, but I like Amalia more. Okay, that's fine. She kills it in this play. Anyway. (laughs) Which one is she? Uh, She was playing, like, Blair's reflection in the mirror. And she's she's also one of the dwarves. Yeah, I was wondering if she was screechy or bitchy or titchy Mm, or titchy. You know, it didn't stand out enough for me to clock which of these dwarves Or bitchy of Beastwick. Eastwick. (laughs) Bitchy of Eastwick. Um, So... Dan is like, you know, th- this is crazy. You guys are being crazy. Olivia and Vanessa are both going to quit. And Blair is so confused. She's like, what did you bozo has have a threesome or something? And then immediately realizes that they did. And as another person that asked Dan, how stupid can he be? Uh, she tells Dan that, uh, you know, she's she's going to be on the case for this one because I have an army to build, a school to take over, and girls to blackmail. As she goes off to interrogate Olivia and Vanessa. And the show just gets like so 
I mean, I guess the show was already goofy, but it gets even goofier where we're doing like an interrogation scene where Blair is trying to force Olivia to come back to the cabaret. And this was and, great. Uh, I mean, she immediately, she immediately had a plan, of course. Yes, I love it. I love feminism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back and forth between this and Blair interrogating Vanessa, and she's threatening both of them by saying she will reveal to everyone that they had a threesome with the disgusting Dan Humphrey. She's going to text TMZ, then Gossip Girl, then the that town cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then she's going to text the town crier in Nowheresville, Vermont, so Vanessa's parents him. find out. God, and uh, that's, that's so enough. <laughs> some girl that... called my mom and was like, your daughter had a threesome at college. My mom would be like, isn't this a crime? Like, who are you? Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's enough to get them back in, though. They, uh, they're they like, all right, we can't have TMZ getting hold of this information. So uh, we are back in. XOXO. <laughs> XOXO, TMZ. So... Serena and Nate are <laughs> Serena and Nate are getting drunk. Uh, apparently, this is the first time they're getting drunk alone since the infamous Shepherd wedding, and uh, which of course took place before the events of the show. And Nate's like, maybe we should sober up and get some food so that nothing happens. And Serena just laughs it off and is like, come on, I can control myself if you can. If Serena was able to control herself, we would not be doing <laughs> yeah. this in the first place. Uh. She is the last person that can say I can control myself. So oh, that that doesn't sound like someone that can control themselves. Like saying, "I can I can control myself if you can." Sounds like you can't. Yeah. yeah. So Nate gets a call from Trip, and Trip says he just found out that grandfather wasn't behind the Hudson scandal <laughs> after all. It was Maureen, and Nate is in disbelief. Trip's apologizing for letting Nate take the fall. And what Nate's mom is just running around telling everyone in the family who yeah. will listen that Maureen did this. Yeah. What, why is Nate's mom making this her mission of the episode? Hey, how did she find she's out? She's drunk in the Hamptons. Yeah, I don't know how she found out, but she called Nate to try to tell him. Then she shows up at Trip's house before and tells him in person. Like, wh- why is she trying to tarnish the good name of Maureen? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll get some some dirt on Maureen. Yeah, we need the Ann Archibald Maureen prequel series yeah. to see what, what happened there. <laughs> so... Nate asks Trip what he's going to do, and he's like, well, I can never trust Maureen again. I don't even know if I want to see her again. Um, he I was feel like so they excited e- for this to happen. He was yeah, I feel like they, they could have easily put this behind them, but Trip is looking for any excuse thank, to leave like, his wife you, God. so he can bang a teenager guilt-free, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quote-unquote guilt-free. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, my hands are tied. My my wife is not who I thought she was, so I guess I have to bang Serena now. Yeah. And Nate reminds It's almost like Trip, he, he knew the whole time and just was like, you know what? Let me just confess to this that I, and just like pretend, pretend yeah. like I just found out so I can go bang Blake Lively. Yeah, fake outrage to justify leaving. Yeah. Um, Nate goes back into politician mode, reminds Trip that a separation this early in the term can affect his re-election, but... Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a great friend, Nate. <laughs> Nate just blacked out and turned into a politician again for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, who's like, oh, I was going to vote for that congressman, but he went through a divorce in, like four years and, ago. Yeah, and early in the, early <laughs> in the uh, term, too. If it was late in the term, I'd be all in. <laughs> An early yeah, term separation. Late term no. divorce is like, ooh, I want to yeah, see how a, this pans out. It's a very around. political issue. <laughs> early term versus late term divorce. So uh, Nate tells him that, uh, you know, he'll call him later. Uh, Nate lies to Serena, says it was Dan again, and then asks for another round. Good move on Nate's part, even though Serena's going to find out anyway, because Nate makes the uh, rookie mistake of telling Trip where he is. Yeah. Mm. Well, he and was just going to. Sh- yeah, I mean, yeah. he shouldn't have said it. That was an unforced error on Nate's part, I must say. Um, he's drunk. Yeah, I guess. Uh, can't can't blame him. He's too drunk to know any better. So, 
Jenny and Damien get into some club. Jenny asks Damien if his guy is just going to meet them here at the table, and Damien's pretty much like, what is this, your first drug deal? And so, <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, what "Listen, you, you can you can leave or go to another table, but our girl Jenny, too cool for that. She says, "No, no, no, I'm good, I'm good." You know, that was very and kind of him to offer that. So I, I do ship them. <laughs> yeah, MVP upcoming for, <laughs> for Damien. Um, we go to cabaret night, and we are going to see Willa's Willa's play first. What is going on in this scene? Who who wrote this play where the wolf is molesting Little Red Riding Hood? <laughs> that that was my joke of the episode. What does she say? She's like, he says, why are she your says, teeth so Granny, big? why are your teeth so big? <laughs> what kind of a cabaret night is this? Joe, is it... this how NYU works? <laughs> this is how NYU works, actually. Oh. It's the one thing That's they got right thing. about NYU. Yeah. That was actually really realistic. The famous cabaret play where the I like wolf... that because it also didn't make sense because it looked like it she, he, she was supposed, he was supposed to be like inserting. And like, yeah. how, how, why are her... I don't know. Like you don't put teeth Are inside you... your ass, in your ass or vag. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you for giving us the anatomy I... lesson. <laughs> yeah, I do famously have big teeth though. Yes, your 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 uh, sophomore year nickname was teeth. Was teeth. Uh, there's one tooth in particular that doesn't quite fit in my mouth. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but I won't tell you where it is. <laughs> You'll have to ask Granny. Show me your teeth. <laughs> That's a Lady Gaga reference. Brendan. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> so Dan is in that outfit that made us crack up at the thumbnail last week and, and yes. continued to make me laugh every time I saw it. The stupid hat with the stupid scarf. And so uh, Olivia and Vanessa both show up, thank God. And Dan tells Olivia he's glad she decided to come and assures her that he and Vanessa are just friends. In fact, he made the same mistake when Olivia went to Japan and thinking that Vanessa was into him. Don't know why he would bring that up, but... Uh, yeah, he tells I thought her, that was another like foot-in-his-mouth sort of scenario. Another unforced her, yeah. He tells uh, Olivia whatever she saw during the threesome wasn't from Vanessa. Also, why does he phrase it that way? Like, you're opening the door for Olivia to say, <laughs> yeah, you're right, it wasn't from her, it was from you, Dan. Hi, and so, yeah. Yeah, Olivia says when she was taking her shirt off, she noticed that Dan was looking at Vanessa like he never looked at Olivia, and then he was kissing Vanessa like he never kissed Olivia. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like we don't have to jump to conclusions here because we've seen nothing in three seasons of the show that would suggest that Dan has anything resembling feelings for that, Vanessa. That's my main in, issue, too. In fact, it has always been the other way around. Right. Vanessa was into Dan. Like, where is this even coming this from? This is a complete blindside on the viewers here. Yeah. And we don't even see it. We don't even see what she's referring no. to. We're just we, we just Olivia see her get knocked her off word. the bed and then <laughs> yeah, we her take over. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Dan says, uh, a pretty Mr. Brightside episode here. As Dan says, it was hardly a kiss. It was hardly a kiss. But Olivia tells Dan that uh, his feelings for Vanessa are real and he should stop kidding himself. It feels like Olivia is just trying to force a breakup at this point. Yeah. 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 No, no, definitely. Would... If I pushed this hard to convince my boyfriend he was in love with somebody else, I would <laughs> already be wanting out of the relationship. Yeah. Trust me, you're in love with some someone else. Yeah. Take it from me. All right. All right. Literally Hillary's yeah. acting her ass off because, like, no one would ever say this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, literally. Uh, and, and then later, like, when she sort of says the same thing to him again, she's like, no, you love her. And that's fine. <laughs> Don't you like, see it, you fool? You're perfect for each other. She's been right. there all along. She's like, listen, Dan, uh, Gossip Girl has me for a six-episode contract, so we have to wrap this up. You're in love with someone right. else, and I'm going to go do a movie. Bye. And she later comes and over, and she's like, uh, yeah, I don't like Dan. Like, look, I want to fuck that guy over there. She's <laughs> She's like, oh, wait, maybe you guys don't like each other, but I just took a movie role anyway. But so. see, ya, I'm going to be in the bitches of, of, of Eastwick. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So Blair is uh, performing. I gotta say, get Blair Waldorf's Tony ready. She is. Oh, yeah. uh, she's doing. She's acting her I'm heart out. It up. Much, much like <laughs> Hillary Duff, Blair Waldorf is also acting her heart out here. And uh, the the big twist on on this play here is that uh, Snow White is trying to get like a record deal. I, I Tish, here we come. Um, all all of <laughs> all of Blair's reactions in the scene are perfect. Comedic legend, and then our favorite boy band, the Dwarves, come in for the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Uh, pitchy, screechy, tone deaf, and bitchy are back, and uh, so is Prince Dan of Charming Records. And he, uh, the music starts playing. Olivia comes in to sing the, the uh, bad rendition of Love Game. I couldn't believe this was happening. <laughs> Hillary phones it the fuck, and it's I so funny. I've never heard this this song performed so monotonously. <laughs> Like it's a love game. You really have to give it some sex. And she's like, uh. whining it. Yeah. It's awesome. I it's love like it. not loud enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Has it this? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they have. So uh Jenny, Damien, and some guy are at the table, and Damien passes Jenny the drugs, and Jenny makes her very first drug deal. So uh, Damien also tries to she pressure Jenny. She was really bad at it. <laughs> yeah, so it's Conflicting nervous. reports here. <laughs> Damien also tries well, to pressure... She was pressure... Like pushing it away. She's like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then Damien once she tra- figured out that it was a drug deal, she was like, oh. 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 Yes. Okay. This is cash. So Damien tries to pressure Jenny into taking the drugs, but uh, R- Brendan's new favorite father, Father Chuck, swoops out of nowhere. Oh, He's like, I'm Daddy back Chuck. from the planetarium, Daddy Chuck. baby. <laughs> Daddy Chuck is here to save the day. He found Damien's stash and he rushed Did over. Did you to- know that Uranus rotates <laughs> on the opposite axis as most other planets? Oh, wow. <laughs> Learned that at the planetarium. Yeah. Um, so he tells Damien that he and his dad better better pack their things by noon. But uh, Damien tells Chuck, dude, the lady says she's fine. And Chuck has never been more offended than by being called dude. So he, oh, uh, yeah. he gets his famous catchphrase, dude, I'm Chuck Bass. Uh, Even Europeans must know what that means. That was awesome. And, uh, I'll give that the line Jenny of the episode. Him. Not the joke, but the line oh. of the episode. Yeah. Love a good catchphrase. I, love a good catchphrase. Um, I feel like he, does, he doesn't use it that often. But uh, what do you, he what saves it for this. He says it for the special occasions. So I'm Chuck Bass. Yeah. Even Europeans must know what that means. Um, back to the play. Dan Dan is really chewing the scenery as the prince, and the audience <laughs> is eating it up. And now we get a uh, Dan's little rendition of Love Game uh, again, the only song that is in this play. And Olivia is missing, so Dan has to improvise up there. He says, uh, "The disco stick tends to be an unreliable form of transportation." Pretty good save by Dan. Solid yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah, solid solid joke. joke. That was good. That was a good save. Good improvise by Dan there. <laughs> and so Blair ends up pushing Vanessa onto the stage to recast Snow White mid-play. Uh, play could Tons. never go on Gossip Girl, obviously. And I, the the crowd still goes wild. Like they even even love the the recasting mid mid show. <laughs> yeah, and this is a lesson in really trusting your audience to like you know be intelligent and keep yes, up like yes. they live for the recast they, they, loved it. <laughs> they really did uh willa willa weinstein has never been more into a show than this one, than this one. right she, <laughs> um, back to drunk serena and drunk nate nate's pouring his uh, feelings uh, out he tells serena it took a long time for him to get over her and uh, he actually confessed his love to her at the masquerade ball but it turned out it was actually jenny humphrey in her mask and serena hears that a guy loved her at some point so of course she's falling head over heels mm-hmm. and you nate tells me yeah, Nate's like, of course I did. You were the most beautiful, amazing, alive person I've ever known. And <laughs> he didn't say alive. That was so shady. That was so yeah. weird. 
I mean, I mean it's Necrophilia not like, lively, like, lively. <laughs> lively or are there like dead people he considers to be more beautiful and amazing I, than than Serena? I mean, <laughs> Chuck's dad was, I think, the most beautiful and amazing person. But as far as as far as the living go, you are the most beautiful, amazing, alive person I've uh, ever known. You know, amongst the living. And you're like that Dimitri Martin joke that's like when strip clubs advertise live girls. Like I wasn't wondering. <laughs> so, so uh, clearly something's happening between these two. As Trip walks in and seemingly seemingly sees them about to kiss. I thought because he was like, "Am I interrupting something?" But then he never mentions the fact that they were about to kiss. I know he's he's okay scene. with it. Next next yeah. scene, he just forgets. About he's kind of into like, it actually. I think so. <laughs> I was about to mention another inside joke, but I'll refrain this time. Um, All right, as, as long as you just mentioned it, but don't say it. Yeah. No, yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> the play, again, Blair hacking her heart out again, and Dan comes back. The audience the audience applauds Dan's mere appearance on the stage like he's Kramer entering Jerry Seinfeld's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> he gets on stage and gets a pop from the crowd, and so Dan has to kiss Snow White in the play, as Blair reminds him. And uh, He's kind of tanking you know, here, too. Yeah, he is. But Olivia has made this so easy on Dan and Vanessa to, like, get together instead of... And, and like, Olivia is boxing herself out by making this happen. Right. And yeah. so Dan kisses Snow White, and uh, she kisses back, and we get a flashback to the threesome for some reason. And now, I don't know, I, did, are, are we insinuating that, like, Dan is falling for Vanessa in this scene after I all? I guess and, so. Well, uh, yes. To be fair, Vanessa is much more attractive when she's unconscious. Yes. That's true. I'll give <laughs> I think you that. we can all agree on that. When she's not, when she's I... not speaking. And... And the the crowd goes wild as they kiss. We of course this is when uh, when Willa shouts, "Kiss her!" <laughs> the crowd is still applauding after the show for some reason. Like they are in the they are just in the crowd now. Everyone is still cheering. Paul Hoffman tells Blair that she surprised them all, and uh, he tells Dan that if he wants to apply to the playwriting program, to let him know if he wants to read a sample and give him any notes. So uh, good day for Dan as well, and Blair seemingly ruins the moment by holding a giant candle and asking everyone to follow her but i guess it ends up being worth it this is my new move that's what i'm gonna do like (laughs) everyone follow me i'm just holding it holding a big candle so you think i know what i'm talking about did she bring that giant candle with her are you guys talking about lady gaga follow me follow me (laughs) this is my my gaga candle and i had this corridor built for us so that we could just walk through it yeah yeah, where did she take them? <laughs> the it's like we all got into Tish. No, follow me. <laughs> so, uh, before that happens, uh, Serena, Tripp, and Nate. And Tripp is telling Wasted Serena about Maureen admitting to being behind the Hudson scandal. And he tells Serena that his wife isn't who he thought she was, and neither is his marriage. So obviously, just by saying those magic words, it's now okay for That's him it. and Serena to hook up now. And he thanks Nate for hearing him out earlier. He's a great friend. And again, Nate shouldn't have mentioned where he was because uh, now... He's watching this his little fling with uh, Serena crumble right in front of his eyes as Trip doesn't know anything anymore. He just knows that he doesn't want to be alone and asks Serena to take a walk with him. And Nate stops her and tells her that he didn't tell her because Trip is still a married man. And if she goes with him now, she's going to cross a line. And of course, Serena doesn't care because, as well, she says, the that, line line, crosser. that line just got a little blurry. So I guess because the line is blurry, everything is fair game now. And so she leaves Nate for Trip. They're I mean, both skanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Serena sucks here, but also, like, Nate is just saying that at the end there just because he wants to bang her. But, yeah, of but, course, but he's right. Serena's he's also with, right. Yeah. yeah, he's right. He's still, he's still very right. I mean, uh, bad, bad looks all around yeah. for everyone. For everyone for at all. For all three of them in that plot. Uh, yeah. Skankarella. <laughs> 
So Blair is leading her new friends down this random hallway that was built for this occasion, and she tells Paul Hoffman that he may have never heard of Cyrus Rose, but Lady Gaga sure has. Back when she was still at Tish, they used to play cards together, and we find out that uh, Poker Face is canonically about Cyrus. Love that. That's canon. It's canon. Update the uh, update the uh, genius.com uh, song lyrics for this for uh, Poker Face to say that this song was written about Cyrus Rose. <laughs> so Lady Gaga is uh, letting them all see her dress rehearsal as she comes out to perform Bad Romance while climbing up and down some ladders. And okay, wait, 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 wait. Well, wait, jo- wait, I was going to give you the floor because when, when I asked Joe if he's ever seen Gossip Girl, he said no, but he needs to talk about Gaga on a ladder. So was this everything you hoped for, Joe? Listen, as it was airing in what two thousand, God knows what nine, I was like, yeah. I was like, this is not enough. I obviously sat through forty minutes of content <laughs> to have one minute of Gaga on screen, yeah. and I was like, okay, this is not enough. But Cyrus is watching it now, it's like she was serving like this big, big dress that is yeah, like it, taking it was over dress. the stage. It is its own thing. And the blush is so monster era, like so bad romance era, the makeup and this terrible wig she's wearing. It's like a bad mm-hmm. dream. It's, and she's really giving performance art. Like I think she took the cabaret theme to heart and it's giving mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to do some weird performance art walking up this ladder. Oh, I have props. Oh, I have, I have rose petals. I'm Sasha Belor. Ooh, like I do think it that... was giving more than I remember it giving. Yeah, okay. but because I think at the time we thought that she was going to be like in the at like, least going to like play her character, yeah. play herself, or play a character, right. not just do something. a performance. So then, when we watched 40 minutes of Gossip Girl for that, we were like, "What the fuck?" Literally, she, yeah. She gets the same amount of screen time as the uh, the band that performed Bitch last week. <laughs> If not less, yeah, less. Not le- yeah, at least bitch got to per- got to perform twice. But I did like how camp the performance was. I thought it was very like okay, like in the scene where it's like you see like Dan and Olivia talking, and then in the background Gaga's just still performing. I was <laughs> yes, like, this yes. is camp. Like yeah. that's funny. <laughs> Dan and Olivia are rudely having a conversation while Gaga is performing, and right, Olivia and I didn't even care. Olivia apologizes for disappearing, but she knew Vanessa would step in and she needed Dan to kiss her. Like, this feels like entrapment to me. She can't mm-hmm. force this whole thing to happen and then be like, see, you Told need to you. kiss you need to kiss Vanessa so that you could realize your feelings for her are real. Right. I mean, like, so you so maybe does. she can and she will. Yeah, obviously, Dan fucked up by going through with this threesome to begin with, which starts this all. But I feel like Olivia really exacerbated this problem. And like, so Casey talks to the tapes t- of the threesome. We don't know exactly what went down. Oh, you'd love you'd love that, wouldn't you, yeah. Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've been emailing HBO Max to get those tapes. <laughs> like, I know you guys have them. Just send them. <laughs> I, have, I have a Gossip Girl podcast, so you could please send those over. <laughs> it's for the podcast. It's not, it's not for me. Um, Educational purposes. Right. Well, I'm being super normal today. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Casey uh, talked Olivia into taking the Witches movie, and all Iconic. of a sudden... All of a sudden, Olivia doesn't care about wanting the normal college experience, which is what she's been saying for weeks now. But uh, she says Dan, she tells Dan that she's going to leave, take the movie, but she'll well, be she back in the fall. She already did everything on the list. She had yeah, a that's true. Experience. Yeah, but she does yeah, say she she'll be... she had a threesome, she's done. That's it. She does, she does say she'll be back in the fall. Do you believe her, Brendan? Will we see her again? I, I was hopeful when she said that. I'm like, I don't know how they could plan this out for, like, next season, uh, this early yeah. in the season. But uh, maybe I could see her making a return at some point. I've got news for you. Uh, she she's on the oil rig. This is this is going to be uh, her last yeah, episode. Oh, no, what a way to put it. <laughs> she's she's working with Carter on the oil Damn rig. 
where all Gossip Girl characters go to die. I can't believe um, that the threesome is what got <laughs> Olivia off the show. Oh, yep. it got Olivia off, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Vanessa interrupts the conversation to tell them, uh, you know, let's just talk about it. We saw each other naked. Uh, let's just get it out of the way. Uh, she apologized to Olivia for how she acted in rehearsal and then says that she hasn't liked Dan like that in years. And uh, to prove that, she throws in the brag at the end that she thinks Paul Hoffman kind of likes her. Also, like, weird to say, like, I haven't liked him in years. Like, you guys just hit puberty, like, three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, Back in middle school. (laughs) Yeah, back in middle school when we were in love. So, Olivia uh, just leaves as Gaga continues performing. And for for such a great character... For so, yeah, I, very rude. For such a great yeah, character, I would be like, like, I think I'm going to stay for the rest of the Lady Gaga <laughs> right. show, yeah. but <laughs> not not impressed, not Idiot. impressed. And for She's such a, a for such a great character like Olivia Burke, uh, such an underwhelming exit uh, that that she just leaves on on these terms. Uh, on the bright side, you have to imagine that Casey is gone with her, so hopefully we don't have to see her <laughs> anymore. But Blair and Vanessa have now both lost their roommates; they're dropping like flies over there at NYU. Oh, do they? Get well, now they can push their beds together. Yeah. <laughs> From across the hall. <laughs> yeah, they don't live together. <laughs> that would be I a weird say, like, <laughs> If Serena... Vanessa and Blair put their beds in the hallway and <laughs> slept next to each other. Yeah. Yes, Joe? Oh, I was just going to say, like, I love that, you know, she Gaga's singing Bed Romance over the love troubles, this love triangle. But then it cuts to Serena and Trip, and I'm like, this moment is not worthy of bad romance. Yeah. Like, yes. Serena and Trip, this doesn't count. Like, you guys know, like, bad romance yeah. is a good song, and this plot point is bad. Agreed. Uh, before we get to Serena and Chip, uh, Trip, one last Chuck and Jenny scene here, as Chuck is trying to talk some sense into Jenny and tells her that she's better than that Damien guy. Like, really acting like a father in this scene, as Brendan has pointed out. And Jenny gets uh, vulnerable again, tells Chuck that she may be queen, but she's more lonely and bored than she was when she lived in Brooklyn. I have to point out that that's because she has pushed away her only friends by egging them and right. dumping yogurt on their heads again. This is this is her doing. And Chuck warns Jennifer Humphrey that Damien is dangerous, and if she continues down the rabbit hole, it's going to take more than Blair and her minions to drag her back out. And so Chuck looks out for Jenny and makes sure she goes back to her room. So uh, good for him. Where are Rufus and Lily? That's a great question. <laughs> Lily's like, come on, Rufus, I'm going to teach you what gonorrhea of the throat is. I guess. <laughs> He's just on her lap and she's drawing a diagram. <laughs> right. Giving him a sex night Lily, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get the one last montage. Serena and Trip naturally go back to his room, I guess, and they kiss. Uh, Jenny texting Damien saying that that was fun and they should do it again sometime. Uh, poor Nate alone at the bar. And then Dan is watching Vanessa chat with Paul Hoffman. And uh, Lady Gaga going hard still in, in, in her dress rehearsal for everyone. And that's She's going our, hard. Yes, that is our episode. Brendan, what could possibly happen next? Um, I guess we'll get a, another Lady Gaga appearance next episode where she actually acts. <laughs> yeah, she's a regular now. She's a regular now, yeah. <laughs> also starring... In- and Joe has to come back next episode, and the show becomes like Jeopardy, where <laughs> yeah. the last as stays Gaga returns, uh, I return. <laughs> yep. Whoever wins Lonely Boys Theater at the end. Comes back. <laughs> All right. That is our episode. Brendan, do you have any predictions? Did you say anything? I, I really wasn't listening to you. Uh, no, Besides no, that Lady Gaga comes back. I don't think I really give real predictions anymore. I think I've given up on that. All right, um, great. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's let's blow past this. We we have a guess that's got to get out of here so we can speed through our segments. 
Hey, look at us. I mean, when we really put our mind to it, I guess, uh, you know, don't show Ligori this episode so that I, I don't want him knowing that <laughs> no. we can keep these under control. I think I can keep it out of his hands <laughs> if I try hard enough. <laughs> um, let's get to some segments here. My favorite segment, of course, the user review of the week. Comedy fan is back, giving this episode an 8 out of 10 and saying, the issues after the threesome were a really good story. Both Nate and Blair telling Dan that he was stupid, that the third one was not a stranger was funny. And it went on really great. I also love the cabaret that they prepared. Looked really well done. And Dan kissing Vanessa was beautiful. I am not sure. <laughs> I'm, not... I'm not sure I want them together, though. They are such good yeah, friends. Right. Nate being relationship advisor in this episode and having experience in them all was also a great part of the episode. I don't see why Lady Gaga was in any way necessary in this episode. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, wow. I guess it was a pl- publicity move both for her Who and the, the show. Who the fuck is this? Who's speaking right now? <laughs> Our old friend, comedy fan 20108. Ooh, zoinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Comedy Fan. Another excellent review. Uh, next week, the episode title is The Treasure of Serena Madre. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Oh, Brandon? shit. Serena gets pregnant with Tripp's baby. Wow. And that's the treasure of Serena, of Serena Madre? <laughs> that's her treasure, her little baby. <laughs> uh, the little blurb says, Thanksgiving on the Upper East Side means major drama. So we got another Ooh, Thanksgiving episode. So we will have a special guest on next week for that. Very good. Um, let's do the episode grades. Brendan, I went first last week, so you can go first this week. What are you grading this episode? This is a tough one. I feel like there were, this is an episode where we had like 17 plots going on. Um, none of them were really that boring. Some of them I just didn't like as much. Like we kept talking about the Nate, Trip Serena plot line, which I didn't hate that much because Nate was kind of enjoyable being like a, a drunk lovey guy. Uh, he's kind of a cutie pie hottest of the season as we've been talking about um but that one being the weakest uh i guess we could say rufus and lily was the weakest but lily like i said before having a clipboard and glasses is gonna bring up the episode more than it brings it down that's a plot that's a plot <laughs> <laughs> lily is a yeah, plot <laughs> <laughs> um but it, it was just like a little bit messy still uh that the play was bad but funny everyone liked it i also didn't like love gaga's appearance honestly i wanted dancing and not whatever that was i'm sorry joe um so that maybe brought it down be. a little bit from, i know <laughs> i'm ashamed but uh yeah it's, it's like a it's a good classic chaos episode of gossip girl i'll give it like a b plus all right a b plus very respectable grade um lita you want to go next uh yeah so last week was my favorite episode of all so this one is going to be a step down from that but i still think it's very fun and weird and stupid in that like it sort of doesn't connect to a lot of the other plot. Like mm-hmm. Blair being at Tish is like, <laughs> like doesn't nowhere. make sense. And like the fact that she's invested in this cabaret at all, <laughs> right. like it's so weird. Um, but you know, so it's still stupid. So it's an A minus and Gaga. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll piggyback on that because I'm also going to give it an A minus. I love any episode where the character is put on a play. Like it's always going to be ridiculous and absurd, and that's what I love watching. Um, I got to grade this a little lower than last episode because while there's nothing I particularly hated about the other storylines, it's just they're just not exactly A material. I mean, yeah. you know, Serena and Nate getting drunk together is nice, but Serena is annoying, and so is Trip and Chenny and Damien. They're pretty blah. I, I like Chuck saving the day, but like, so it's not going to get docked too many points. It's just it's just not perfect. So I will also give it an A minus. Sure. Uh, Joe, what is your episode grade? Well, considering it's Gossip Girl, I'm grading on a curve. Of course. <laughs> And I'm thinking A plus. Lady Gaga is wow. in this episode. <laughs> it's now, giving so, A plus. 
This it's is the only episode that I've rewatched of Gossip Girl. So that rewatch potential, I mean, it's an A plus for me, Mama. Now, this is for, as good as Gossip Girl gets. For the official grade, we, we do max out at A, so I am gonna put you down as an A. But Okay. Uh, I said A plus. I would <laughs> like the record to say I will I will let I will let the record show that you did say A plus. Hundred percent. Right. For casting Gaga. <laughs> of course. All right. So pretty good grades all around for this episode. Uh, Brendan, who was your MVP of the episode? I had a little bit of a hard time with MVP uh, just because so every, everyone was kind of bad this episode more than they were good. The only people that were maybe net positive altogether were Blair and Chuck. But mm-hmm. I, gave, I gave Chuck one last week, and he had another uh, one of his classic fatherly episodes. But uh, Blair was just one of her classic charming selves this episode and she just did, did everything i love that blair does and didn't really get into any trouble which is so cute and so funny um she killed it so mvp for blair all right lita who was your mvp um i it mm, <laughs> i mean i feel like no one did amazing right um Probably. Are you kidding me, Serena? What <laughs> <laughs> you missing? I don't know. Let's give it to let's give it to uh, Damien Delagarde wow. for oh, wow. coming out on top. Premier episode for Damien. He gets an MVP. I mean, he did uh, complete his drug deal. So he sure did. Multiple drug deals. Multiple drug deals in the episode. Jenny yeah. Humphrey <laughs> didn't have to go to the planetarium. Yeah. Ugh, he wishes. Um, oh, Chuck is the out. MVP. He got to go to the planetarium. <laughs> so for me this is blair's episode she shines throughout the episode she's hilarious iconic she she got her way she wins the episode she goes from not being accepted by the uh, pretentious tish people to putting on a great play winning them over and getting lady gaga to perform so to me no one else is even close i'm also going to give it to blair uh joe who's your mvp well if I can't pick Gaga, because, you know, I, I don't even think that she got, like, a SAG card for this episode. Like, she wasn't in enough I mean, she was in the episode, you, you so by, by law, you can pick her if you want. I'm gonna pick... It's really between Olivia and Vanessa for me, and I'm picking oh, Vanessa because... Oh, no, I, I wanted her. Lady Gaga to have more MVPs than Vanessa. <laughs> she would tie well, because Liguori famously gave her her first MVP point ever in, uh, oh, in his most recent episode. Oh, okay. Then I'll. I was just nervous that um, I didn't know Lagory had done that. I was just nervous <laughs> Vanessa was never going to get an MVP. So I thought she okay, wasn't. But oh, now Gaga. Oh, okay. I will give it to Gaga. So now Gaga if has as has many one. MVPs <laughs> as Vanessa at the very least. All right. So Lady Gaga gets an MVP here. Brendan, who's your LVP of the episode? LVP. A lot of people could could be up for grabs for this one, but I'm going to give it to. Trip for having those fucking psycho eyes. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> as good a reason as any. Yeah. Uh, Lita, who is your LVP? Uh, I mean, Olivia. She got, she looked crazy and got <laughs> voted off the island. Manhattan. Uh, She's gone all right. forever. That's true. So Brendan is going with Trip. Lita's going with Olivia. And I am going to go with... For me, it was between... Dan, Nate, and Serena. Like Dan goes from having two girls to having potentially none, but then like he does up. like he does like have everyone eating out of the palm of his hands with his with his great. He's still very cool. Yeah, uh, Nate has the huge unforced error and like loses the girl that he is in love with all of a sudden to his cousin, and Serena's <laughs> back to Serena's back to making terrible decisions. So even though 
uh, Nate is probably the bigger loser in the episode. I'm still going to go with Serena because she annoys me the most. And she's back to like knowingly making destructive decisions and falling in love with everyone she sees. So uh, Serena, she had a great beginning of the season, but she is going back to her old ways and I'm going to give her an LVP. Uh, Joe, who is your LVP of the episode? Like, I kind of agree with you. Serena is really just so annoying, but at the same time, so is Dan. Like, they both are just wretched. But Dan did have the impulse to write a Lady Gaga musical, even (laughs) if his girlfriend made him. (laughs) So I'm going to have to give it to Serena, and I'm so sorry. Like, I love feminism, but I hate Serena Vanderwoodson. Yeah, I mean, listen, I can't disagree with you. So a shirt? Yeah. <laughs> I love feminism, that. but I hate Serena Vanderwood. It's a shirt. <laughs> that's a shirt. Add it to the merch store. You guys um, can have it. So that's all, except for, of course, everyone's favorite uh, segment Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we are going to do a four person scene for the first time. Uh, because we do have four people here. And I, I sent everyone their scripts in the Facebook chat. So if you could all pull that in front of you. And we just need to figure out who is playing who. Mm. Should we give... Uh, I'll be Vanessa, Vanessa nobody yeah. else wants to. Okay. Great. Joe can be Vanessa. I mean, I, I love being Blair, but... and uh, you Yeah, know. you be Blair, I'll be Olivia. Okay. okay. All right. And Brendan, you're going to be Dan? Yeah. All right. So uh, whenever we're ready, let's... All let's, right. Let's... let's are Let's we got the scripts? Yeah, I yep. have my scripts. Okay, cool. Okay, girls. Let's calm down now. Talk rationally. You're the one who signed me up for this cabaret to box me out. Are you kidding me? You're the one who boxed me out today with your Morrissey plans and that night. What? What are you talking about? Vanessa, you're in love with Dan, and everybody here knows it. Mm-hmm. Olivia, that that's crazy. Come on. Okay, I don't need to put up with any of this. I quit. Oh, no, you don't. I quit. What is going on? Did you bozos have a threesome or something? Oh, God. How stupid can you be? The third person is always supposed to be a stranger. Blair, look, this is my mess. I can, I'm, I'm going to go talk to the girls. In which order? Hmm? Hmm? Exactly. You're going to have to tech all by yourself. I have an army to build, a school to take over, and girls to blackmail. Wow. Another great job by everyone involved probably our best one yet and that is gonna do it for the segments the only thing that we have uh time for now are some plugs but first lita of course thank you again for coming back for the second week in a row never been done before who knows if it'll ever be done again a a great a great moment in in lonely boys history uh do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour um you can follow me on twitter at lita tweeted you can follow me on instagram at lita grammed um Maddie and I were on the Bitter Jurors podcast last week. Some people are calling it the funniest podcast of all time. Um, and it. check out last week's episode of Lonely Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was another good one. Uh, Joe, <laughs> also, thank you so much for yes, coming on the you. podcast. I've been very excited for this day, and you did not disappoint. You were uh, a blast to talk to. Do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour? Oh, well, thank you so much, y'all. I, I was excited to to travel back in time to 2009 um you can follow me at queervo queen on all platforms and you can check out my ep revelations on soundcloud it's like a fun little witchy mixtape check it out all right everyone should be checking all that out uh brendan what are you plugging (laughs) thank you uh just the usual you know happy boys has some episodes out again uh 
We will finally be getting back on the horse with our Patreon covering the OC. So check out the Sandy Boys. Uh, that should be at patreon.com slash the Hobby Boys Pod. There you go. Um, that'll be for, I think, $3 a month. Same price as our wet and hard. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> You'll find out if you sign up. Wet and small. I wet think. and small. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, maybe we have a special surprise for Lonely Boys coming up uh, this month. Do we? In the in not this month, I guess. Uh, oh, oh yes, 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 yes. yes the, of course. Maybe, maybe we do. Maybe. Um, so, uh, as for me, of course, if you're listening to this, another two episodes of Sex Lives of College Girls has become available to you on HBO Max. Uh, so watch that. Uh, I just saw the new the new Chalamet, uh, Bones and All, yesterday. Very, very good movie. Safe to say, I think I have a new favorite movie about cannibals. Oh, uh, what was your first before this? I have no idea. Couldn't even name <laughs> <Okay>. another one. <laughs> um, watched all of season four of Atlanta. That was great. I was, uh, I tweet about that. I want to. I need to catch yeah. up on that. Yeah, Atlanta is back. Well, Atlanta's over now, but for the last season, they uh, better than ever. Uh, that's it. I'm, I haven't been on any podcast besides the uh, bitter jurors recently that Lita already plugged. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hobby Boys, at The Hobby Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where me and Brendan and another special guest will break down season three, episode 11 of Gossip Girl, the treasure of Serena Madre. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO, Lonely Boys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.